Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Will to Live Initiative podcast, a new podcast where I investigate ongoing, unlawful, non-consensual experimentation on innocent men and women in the U.S. and possibly abroad. I am one of those people victimized by this atrocity, and now I am working hard to restore justice by sharing evidence and information in hopes of prompting a proper investigation. Join me in my fight and help raise awareness by tuning in and sharing this podcast with your family and friends. If a secret experiment were happening around you, how would you know? How would you recognize it? Or would you even be able to recognize it? How do you think it would be carried out? And what evidence could you provide to prove it to be true? When you think of experiments, you think of people in lab coats, pocket protectors and clipboards, you know, you think of a laboratory, you know, some closed off secret location somewhere in a desert or in the woods somewhere, you know, guys with glasses and, you know, they're walking around with lab rats and if they are using people, you know, it's in some sort of hospital-like setting. But do you really think a secret experiment would be that obvious? Do you think that they would take steps to conceal what they're doing? Do you think they would, you know, take the necessary precautions to avoid being detected, avoid being recognized or caught? And that's one of the things that we'll be examining today, talking about evidence, you know, evidence of something happening that people may not believe to be true, but is actually true. Getting to the truth about something requires that we question the information being given to us. Requires that we question the evidence in a situation. We even have to question our own thoughts about the evidence that we're given or the information that we're given because our own thoughts are not always reliable. Because sometimes the thoughts that you're thinking aren't necessarily, quote unquote, your own. You know, a lot of what we think or the ideas and information mulling around in our head, we got secondhand from somewhere else. And sometimes we accept the thought without really examining it. And we act on that thought without examining it. 
And sometimes that can cause errors in judgment and for us to say or do things that may not be what's needed for that moment or for that situation. So when it comes to evidence, you really have to sift through it, question it, and try to piece it together in context to what's happening. And you also have to consider not just what's being told to you, but also why they're telling you that and who's telling you and why they're telling you, not just why they're telling you, but why they're telling you, why are they giving you this information, right? And all of that goes into considering evidence. And in order for the evidence that's given to you to be effective or useful, you must first be willing to hear in order for evidence to be effective or useful you must first be willing to hear and intelligent enough to understand what's happening or the understand the information that's being given to you one of the things that I've learned during this whole ordeal is why victims of crimes certain crimes and certain abuses don't report it sometimes it's out of fear you know of fear of retaliation from the perpetrator but other times it's because they feel like they won't be believed or they won't be taken seriously. You have a lot of people say rape victims or uh, victims of sexual abuse uh, or other, you know, violent situations or even, you know, just being scammed. You know, you may not have anyone around you that you can confide in that you feel would either A, understand or B, even make the effort to understand and assist you with that. You know, especially like with law enforcement, sometimes there have been plenty of instances where people have reported crimes, you know, reported rapes, reported, you know, violence perpetrated against them and nothing was done or they weren't even believed in the first place you know all kinds of excuses given as to you know why that couldn't have happened or why that didn't happen you know prime example is uh, one example that I constantly use in my videos is Elmer Allen a victim of a secret experiment um, that happened during the uh, Manhattan Project when they were when they injected him with plutonium and he tried to tell people that this was happening you know and he wasn't sure exactly what was happening you know but he knew something was wrong and he was telling people about it nobody believed him 
you know, um, until it came out. And then, of course, you know, everybody was, they realized they were wrong. But I remember recently reading about rape victims and why they don't report, you know, and some of them have tried to report these these things that have happened to them, you know, or victims of, you know, sexual abuse have tried to, you know, especially, you know, children who are abused. They go and they talk to their family. They try to tell an adult and no one will believe them because, oh, no, that person couldn't do this because, you know, they're in the church or, you know, no, they wouldn't do anything like that. I know them. All of these things, all of these preconceived notions that because of how good a person is or because of how good an organization, you know, and the things that they stand for, oh, they would never do this. They would never harm anyone. And that's exactly how people get away with different abuses. This is how they get away with stuff because they count on people seeing the front, seeing the facade and not questioning that particular instance, you know, oh, that person is good. So they're always good. You know, they would never do anything like that. Well, when someone reports that to you and I'm not saying always believe anything anyone tells you what I said a minute ago, question it, at least look into it at least examine it, at least think about it, at least ask questions and then go from there. You know, a lot of things can be prevented, you know, or, you know, justice can come about a lot sooner for people when you take time to question and then try to gather your evidence. You know, because just because you don't see it right then doesn't mean that the evidence is not there. I think it was Carl Sagan who said, you know, absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. Basically meaning that just because you see it doesn't mean it's not there. Not everything is going to be readily apparent. Some things you have to dig for. You know, Stephen King said the trust of the innocent is the liar's most useful tool. You know, and that's true because you trust people so much and because you give them the benefit of the doubt, you know, you don't even look into it. Well, that's not how the justice system is supposed to work. That's not how justice is supposed to work. You know, you take every instant, every instance as it comes. You take every instance as it comes and then you go from there and try to figure out what's happening. One reason why people have this tendency to not believe victims is something that's called a just world theory. Just world theory basically means that 
People believe that the world is good and just. And they believe that people are good and just. And if that something happens to you, if you're the victim of, say, a rape or, you know, some sort of violence or something like that, then it must be something that you did to provoke that. Right. You must have said or done something to cause this thing to happen to you. And while I understand that, that's not always the case, though, is again, you have to look at things in context to the situation and you have to question it. Because there's always going to be another side to something, just like there's always another side to people. You know, there are always several different sides to people. And depending, depending on who you are and how you're dealing with that person at that time, then that's, that's what you're going to get. You know, you have the public persona, you have the private persona, you know, and who you are at any given time is going to be who you are. You know, a lot of people like to use this saying, well, who you are when nobody's looking, that's who, that's the real you. Well, yeah, that's true. But who you are in front of other people is, is also the real you. It depends on the context. You know, depends on the context. Now, I mean, yeah, we take you, some people can morph and, you know, uh, pretend you know, morph into somebody else and take on a completely different personality. And it, it really depends on the intention. You know, what, what, is it, what is it that they're trying to do? What is it they're trying to get? And people can be manipulative, but everybody's manipulative. We all say and do things and put on a certain face at a certain time to try to get something out of somebody. Everybody's manipulative, you know? Um, but that's a whole nother philosophy for a whole nother time. But just world theory, that really explains why a lot of people just can't seem to wrap their head around certain things. And that's one of the one of the things that I believe that I face with the people that I deal with is you know, thinking, okay, well, something had to have happened. You must have done something not believing that some people do evil just for evil's sake you know when you look at other situations think about when we talk about rape victims and people are like well what were you wearing you know how were you dancing you know were you being flirtatious or did you do this and did you do that you know to cause this person to harm you you know I mean, when you think about it that way, well, you're basically saying that they deserve it. It's like you're looking for something to justify not helping people. And that's that's the way I look at it, because sometimes people go through that and they ask you these questions and they go through the whole, well, what did you do? And, you know. How, did you cause this blah 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 sometimes people use that as an excuse to not get involved 
to not help. And there are different reasons for that. You know, they may not, you know, they, they may be just looking for an excuse to just sit this one out so that they don't look bad for not helping you. You know, so for them to sit back and blame you for your troubles, they say, well, you deserved it. And since you deserved it, I don't have to help you. So, you know, I'm just going to sit back and let you suffer. But again, that all goes back to you have to look at the situation in context and question it. You know, if every court case, civil or criminal, worked that way, justice system would be even worse than what it was before. In fact, that's how it used to work uh, with a lot of black people, especially, I mean, still happens now on some scale, but, you know, you think back to lynchings, you know, during that era and how they would just automatically just deemed guilty just because they were looking for a scapegoat. You know? And if something had, if something happened, if they were harmed, it was like, okay, well, you must have done something wrong. You must have upset these these good people to make them treat you this way when we know that's not the case. So what is evidence? Dictionary definition. The available body of facts or information indicating whether a belief or proposition is true or valid or something that furnishes proof something legally submitted to a tribunal to ascertain the truth of a matter so to sum it up you make a claim and you say hey this is happening or that happened and someone says well prove it so you have to present information that helps the other person to understand or to see or to know that this thing is actually happening that what you're saying is correct and what you're saying is true and real and that's how the court system is supposed to work right somebody makes a claim and says hey this person has wronged me in this particular way whether it be through violence or through some sort of scam or something like that and you as the plaintiff the person making the claim have to present your evidence, present your information that proves that this person did this thing to you. You know, you bring in your documentation, you bring in your uh, your video evidence, your audio evidence, you bring in your experts who can, you know, corroborate 
or give their opinion on certain things when something may be a little bit murky. You know, you may have some video evidence or audio evidence or, you know, some theory and you bring in an expert who can say, well, it's more than likely that this is the case. This is the case because of this and this and this. And I have X amount of years of experience in this area. So, you know, I can say for certain or give my educated opinion that this is what this may be. So that is the purpose of evidence. And when the evidence is all presented, then it's given to the jury, whether it be a, a, I think it's a petite jury and or a grand jury, and they weigh it and they make their judgment. Now, the difference between the two is a grand jury is a jury that they make they look at the evidence and determine whether charges should be brought against uh, the person that's being accused of a wrong. Right? They look at all the evidence they that's presented to them and they make the determination, okay, yeah, there's enough here to charge this person with this crime and then you go from there the other jury the one that's you know they make the determination that they what they determine guilt or innocence you know guilty or not guilty they look at the evidence they weigh it sift through it and at the end of it they say well based on the evidence this person is guilty or this person is not guilty So the reason for me presenting the evidence to you, the people, is for you to serve as a grand jury, because ultimately what I want to do is to prompt an honest and thorough investigation into my claims of what has been happening to me and others. You know, present all the facts, tell my story so that the people know and so that those people who are in power to investigate and make decisions, they will have the information that they need to conduct a more in-depth investigation. And that's what it's all about, getting the right information to the right people. So it's not about saying, you know, oh, just believe me off the bat, because I know it's difficult to. I know it's hard to. I know the 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 claims sound incredible. They sound unbelievable when you first hear them. However, given this country's history of. violence and blatant disregard for the lives 
safety and well-being of black men, women, and children is not that far-fetched. When you consider all of the secret and illegal experiments that have happened, and they have been horrible, horrible, horrible experiments. When you think about the fact that these things have really happened and not that long ago, you know, you can't, you, you can't possibly think, okay, well, that's a thing of the past, because if you believe that, then you think that police violence against black Americans is a thing of the past. You know, you think that, you know, covering up police violence against black folks is a thing of the past. You know, I mean, we're still having these conversations about black men and women and children being shot in the street like dogs and nothing happening to the murderers of these people. Innocent people. Innocent people who did not deserve to die, didn't deserve to be treated the way they were treated. And yet nothing happened to them. Nothing happened to the perpetrators of those crimes. I mean, we're still having these conversations in this day and age in 2023. You know, we're still talking about voting rights. We're still on that. We're, st- we're still there. So, you know, there is no post-racial society that we're living in. We're, we're still experiencing these things. So for certain entities affiliated with government agencies to conduct experiments on people is not far-fetched and it is worth considering. And even if it sounds unbelievable, you still have to look at the evidence. That alone, what I just explained to you about the fact that, you know, this country is still committing atrocities against, you know, black folks and not just black folks, but, you know, I use that because, you know, that's the group that I belong to. That's the group that I claim. But just the very fact that we're still having those problems should prompt you to say, hey, it's worth looking into. You know, it's worth taking a look. And then you look at the evidence, you listen to the evidence, you weigh it, you think about it, you ask questions, you know. And then you go from there. But you can't ignore it. You can't just toss it to the side and say, ah, man, that's that's not true. That's not real, because people who do that, you're trying to you're trying to bury your head in the sand. You're trying to ignore it because you don't want to act. You're afraid. You're afraid of retaliation. You're afraid of something that's going to happen to you. You know, that's why you don't want to get involved. 
That's why you make excuses. Well, what did you do? What did you say? You know, and people do that because they're like, well, I don't understand why this would happen. Well, think about it. You know, you're trying to understand why something happened. You're trying to understand a motive when the first thing you just have to establish is, okay, what's happening? This is happening. Okay. Who did it? Did they really do it? Okay. Well, let's look at it. Let's look at the facts. Let's look at the evidence. You figure out why as you go. You don't figure out why first and then go. You know, and then say, okay, well, I see why. So we're not going to do it. We're not going to do anything. See, that's how a lot of these police officers get away with these shootings. That's how they get away with it. Because they will people will think well what did this person do and then of course you see in the media you'll see the story oh you know so and so was a petty criminal uh so and so has a record and you know the officer shot because they feared for their life and that's the reason and then they get off because they have their why now oh okay it makes sense this person feared for their life. Instead of looking at the evidence, you know, you can have a whole, you know, video, body cam footage showing what's happening. Just like with Rodney King and all the others up, up to date. You have the evidence right there showing you what's happening, showing you that this person didn't have a gun or a knife or any other type of weapon, showing that this person's hands were up, showing that this person was fleeing from you, showing that this person was handcuffed. And yet you still perpetrated violence on this person because you feared for your life. And that's the why that is used to get them off. You know, that's the why that's used to get them off each and every time and they skate because of that in spite of the evidence and that's what happens here you know people tend to look for the why and even when they don't understand the why they make up a why they make up a why anything to get out of getting involved to get out of doing the right thing to get out of seeking justice like they should you know so if you're scared say you're scared you know if you're scared go to church but if you're about justice and you're about making things right then you'll want to get in on this I've said this before and I'll keep saying it. The problem is not lack of evidence. The problem is a lack of willingness to hear the evidence. That's the brick wall that I keep running into is not lack of evidence and, and not lack of good evidence. 
but the lack of willingness of people to hear the evidence and not even just the willingness to believe, but the willingness to even hear, you know, the willingness to make the effort. And like I said, that's the reason why victims of abuses and crimes often don't report those crimes because the people that they confide in or would confide in are either too lazy, too gullible, too invested in the abuser, or just too stupid to make the effort. You know, effort, that's the key to understanding anything. Effort is work. And if you're a Bible-believing person, faith without works is what? Dead. Faith without effort is dead. You know, one of the things I run into is people who are quick to pray. You know, people are quick to pray when I tell them this because they think I've lost my mind, but people will pray for you as a substitute for helping you. You know, which that's not what I need. I can pray for myself as I should. Sometimes people will pray for you just to keep from actually making any effort to help you. You know, sometimes that's a cop out. And with person with that kind of heart, you don't want them praying for you because they're praying out of fear. And God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, right? So if that person is praying for you because they don't want to do anything else, then there's no point because that is a prayer born out of fear. I don't want you speaking to nobody on my behalf like that. Sometimes a person will pray for you as a way to alleviate their own guilt for not making an effort to help you. That's their way of absolving their own guilt. So they're not really praying for you. They're praying for themselves. Praying that God takes that guilt away and that he forgives them for not helping you. That's like if you come across someone that's drowning or having a heart attack. What are you going to do? You're going to pray for them? Or are you going to help them? Which would you rather have someone do if you were in that situation? Now, let's say if you're watching this event and it's online, you know, and you can't do anything. Yeah. You know, you you pray, you know, and you you send your 
you know, your good thoughts, your positive thoughts or whatever it is that you do. You know, but if you're there and you can do something, do it. I think it was uh, Dr. Martin Luther King who said, you know, in order for evil to triumph, you know, good men must do nothing. You can't sit on the sidelines and watch something go down. And not help. Again. You know, everything within context. So you have to be careful. It's like social media. When someone posts something, you know, hey, I'm having a hard time. Pray for me. And people will type prayers or prayers up or prayers going up, you know, and, and that's the prayer for them. Just that word prayers. You know, they don't actually stop what they're doing, stop typing to actually pray for you and then go on. No, they type prayers and then go on. No, that, come on, man. I ain't saying you got to fall to your knees and just rip your shirt all up, you know, tears and eye in your eyes and snot and everything. But, you know, do a little bit more than that. Make some effort. And so what I'm telling you is, you know, yeah, pray for people when you when you can't do anything else or in addition to doing something else. But, you know, don't just use that as an excuse to not do anything. That's kind of like <laughs> when, you know, when you used to have candy, you know, like a pack of now laters back in the day. It's like, hey man, let me let me get some of those. Oh, I ain't open them yet. Well, open them. Come on, man. Make some effort. Let's let's get going. Now, I could see if I came to people with something outrageous. You know. Now, like I said, this this sounds unbelievable. However, it's not outside the realm of possibility given our history in this country. But now if I came to you and said, Hey man, I need your help. These, this alien came to me dressed in a, in an Adidas tracksuit, and told me to raise $30 million to open a hospital for children with no left thumbs. Then, yeah, if I came to you and said that, yeah, okay, I'm crazy. You know, go on, commit me. You know, go on, pray for me. Just just let me go, because I'm gone if I come with some mess like that. Right? But no, this is something that is quite real. And you would have to, you know, see the evidence. Now, me being me, if somebody came to me talking about the, the, the Center for Children with no left thumbs, I'm going to ask a bunch of questions. I might think you're crazy, but um, I, I want to know where this came from. 
okay, man, tell me how this happened. You know, number one, where the alien get the green tracksuit? You know, get the tracksuit from where they buy it? How they get money? You know, why are these children being born with no left thumbs? So I'd have questions, but that's just me. But anyway, like I said, in order to understand what's happening, you must first be willing to hear what's happening. And you have to make the effort to understand. So you have to hear the evidence and make the effort to understand the evidence. And there are not always going to be easy answers. Everything's not going to always come easy. And sometimes you hear a thing, you may have to sit with it or research it on your own. I'll tell anybody, you know, you don't always have to believe me. Just look it up for yourself. Research it for yourself. Think about it. And then draw your conclusions. In this age of social media, you know, we're so used to getting our information from quick sound bites, watching the news, you know, reading the headline online or seeing TikTok videos or something on Instagram or Facebook or meme. And we look at these things and we get these bits of information and we think we get, you know, the gist of it when we just get really a piece of the story, you know, and we're so used to people feeding us information, feeding us these tiny bits of information that we don't go and look up anything for ourselves. And so that's why some things can be hard to believe because if someone tells us something, we, a lot of times we'll go and try to look for the news story that corroborates that. Now I do this too, especially like if they say somebody died or whatever, you know, I, I'm going to go look this up because I haven't, I haven't seen it on the news. Right. And if I haven't seen it on the news, then sometimes we'll think, well, that can't be true. And that may be correct, but at least you were willing to look into it. And just not automatic, because some people don't even do that. Some people just, you know, did you hear, you know, so-and-so died? What? And they just already on, on online on social media posting RIPs. And the person, you know, still alive. Like, hey, man. You know? So you have to be careful with that. And you have to be careful with just taking, just going off of quick, Sound bites. You have to sit with stuff. You know, you have to dig in, especially with a situation like this, because everything is so new for a lot of people. The technology, you know, um, the tactics used. These these things may be new for a lot of people. So in order to understand it, you're going to have to really make an effort to dig in. And I, I can't I can't. You know, everything can't be dumbed down, nor should it, you know? So instead of me dumbing it down, you're going to have to smarten up, right? Don't, 
expect everything to be dumbed down. You got to smarten up. And that's how you increase knowledge. And that's how you get smarter. And that's how you build your intelligence. Is by questioning and always looking for answers. Now, I'm not expecting you to be a scholar, right? I'm not expecting you to be a scientist, you know, because I'm not one, right? I'm just expecting you to think and make the effort to understand because, you know, with the evidence that I present and the information that I give you, I try to break it down as best as I can for the layperson to be able to understand it because there's still a lot that you know I can't really even explain myself so the stuff that I do understand that may be uh, technical then I can put that in a way that you know that it'll make sense and if it doesn't you can always ask questions and if I don't have the answer for you right then, I'll get it. I'll let you know, hey, I don't know. But we'll try to find out because I'm still piecing everything together myself as I go. What you're learning is what I know up to this point, what I've learned through my own research, through my own investigation, through my own analysis and thinking. in my own experience. Now, this episode is slightly different from my previous episodes in that it's not 100% scripted. My other episodes, you can probably tell, you know, I'm reading from a script that I wrote. You know, and that was in order for me to stay on topic and you know not ramble but in an effort to kind of save time and pump these out a little quicker then this one's a little more freestyle you know I still got my notes to help me stay on track but um, this is more freestyle than the previous episode. So I hope this works for you, the listener, because I want to make this easy to understand and I don't want to bore you, but at the same time, you know, I'm not really here to entertain. I'm here to state my case in order for us to get justice for this wrongdoing that's being perpetrated. So hopefully you'll join me for future episodes where we discuss more of the ideas um, and the tactics and get into more specifics about what's happening. And I get into more of my story and telling you how this came about, what's been happening, and to explain, you know, the images that you're seeing. Because I'm pretty sure when you look at the thermal images that I have been sharing in my videos up to this point, 
you know, wondering what it means and what's happening. And there's a lot happening that once you understand it, and it's really easy to understand, once you understand it, then it'll make sense why I'm showing it to you. So hopefully you will stick around and continue to work through this with me. And as I said, if you have questions, feel free to ask because I'm, you know, I'd, I'd like to answer those questions. I don't want you to misunderstand me. You know, I don't want to be misunderstood and I don't want you to have any confusion about anything that I'm telling you. You know, so please do ask any questions that you have. And hopefully you'll join me for future episodes. So that's it for this episode. I hope you have come to understand me a little bit more and understand why I insist on continuing to push this message to push for justice, you know, to push for awareness. And hopefully you'll join me in that by sharing this episode and previous episodes. Um, The podcast is now available on Spotify. So you can watch or listen to it there as well as YouTube. Hopefully you'll follow follow me on uh, Twitter or X.com at will to live us as in sam same thing for instagram same name will to live us Uh, youtube at will to live initiative just type in youtube.com slash at will to live initiative i'm also on uh tiktok which that account, I have another account because my first one was banned and we'll talk about that and why that happened. Um, And of course, Spotify, if you look up Will to Live, you'll find me there. And I should have the links uh, listed in the description below this post. And also... Please, please, please sign the petition at change.org slash will to live. Please sign the petition and share the petition and share these episodes and invite others to come in. Because, as I said, you're all going to be my grand jury to listen, to weigh the evidence, to chime in, share your thoughts and your comments. You know, so. The more people, the better, because if you don't believe, then, hey, let me show you. Let me prove it to you. Let me give you the information that you need to understand what it is that I'm saying. And hopefully I've piqued that curiosity to make you want to learn more, to know more and to uh, inspire you to make the effort to understand and inspire you to get involved 
and help because it's really needed. Anyway, that's it. I'm Will and I'm out.